When Petra Schultz lost her son Danny to a fentanyl overdose in 2014, her life changed forever. She became an activist who is not only working to address the danger posed by the drug, but is educating the next generation of healthcare practitioners about the human face of addiction. I'm Petra Schultz. I'm uh, an instructor here at McEwen University in Health and Community Studies, here in my advocacy role. Welcome to Clock Radio, stories about what makes us tick at McEwen University. I'm Stephanie Sparks. On the outside, Danny was a healthy, promising young man. He worked as a chef. He enjoyed fixing up old cars and playing blues guitar. But under the surface, Danny struggled with drug addiction. There's a stigma around drug addiction, a sense that addicts have done something wrong or that the people who support them have failed in some way. Early on, after, after Danny died, um, as you can imagine, that was, uh, was a very difficult and challenging situation for our family. And people asked, what happened? He's a healthy young man. He was looking healthy. And what struck me right then is the floodgate of people who stepped forward and shared stories of family members they had who have struggles with addiction or I had struggled with addiction and mental health. So, so it struck me how much we keep that as a secret. The best way to change the stigma, Petra decided, was to be as open as possible about Danny's story. Petra reached out to a handful of nursing faculty members at McEwen University about speaking in their classrooms. She wanted to share Danny's story with the next generation of healthcare professionals. I thought if I can talk to people who work in the field who encounter people who struggle with mental health and addictions, if they can learn from our experience, it's, an ex- it's something that will pay forward. When I started telling the story, one thing I liked about speaking in the classroom here is that it's in my building. They're the same classrooms I teach in. So there was a real comfort level stepping in. Even so, I came into the classroom in a different role as, an, as a parent who had lost a child, as an advocate. Um, it still felt like I was in a place where I felt where, where I was comfortable and at home. We joined Petra in the classroom as she spoke to nursing students during the fall 2015 term. These are photos of our younger son, Danny. Um, they were taken 2012-2013, those photos. One shows Danny uh, on the day he graduated from culinary school. If anybody's from the West Coast, you might recognize the Vancouver Public Library in the background where they held the convocation for his class. Um, Danny was 25 years old when he died, April 2014. Um, He had been struggling with addiction for a number of years by the time he died from an accidental overdose due to fentanyl. So when Danny passed away and we shared it with people, the response we got was, wow, he did not look like an addict. And I asked people, what do you think an addict looked like? So there are a lot of people that um, suffer, struggle with um, an addiction, and they don't look like an addict. Also, not every drug user is an addict. and it's, it's like a simple concept when you think about it, but it does not occur to most of us if we, um, if we are not touched by it. You know, when you come in as an instructor, it takes a little while to quiet the class, and there's a little inattentiveness at times, and, uh, you know, you have to bring people's attention back. You try to be engaging and such. But as soon as I started talking about Danny's story, it seemed like the students were 
so focused in on everything that I had to say they, in their facial expression. I could see empathy, I'd see compassion, I could see caring. Petra is teaching these nursing students an important lesson. She helps them understand the human side of addiction, to learn how to treat each patient as a unique individual who needs help. I want to open their eyes and their mind to the complexity uh, of the struggles people live with. And uh, so I'd start by uh, helping students understand uh, how difficult it is to change human behavior. Um, I ask them in the class, can I ask you a personal question? And they all get a little squeamish and think, oh my God, now she's gonna ask me if I take drugs. Now I'm gonna ask you some personal questions. Has anybody here ever tried to lose weight? I see some smiles. Has anybody tried to quit smoking? So now, of course, when you went on your diet, I just came from the Duchess. I had some macarons, you know. Uh, you, you on your diet, you could walk into the Duchess and only have a, a skim milk latte, I'm sure. These are all examples that show how human behavior works. That in, with human behavior, if we have habit-forming behaviors that we have lived with over a period of time, they're really difficult to change, and they're triggers for temptations. Petra asks the students, have you ever had that extra bit of dessert? Have you ever hit snooze on the alarm clock when you should have gone to the gym? The students laugh. They understand. It's very hard to change human behavior especially when you're dealing with something as powerful as an opioid. Every person who comes in with uh, a mental health or addictions issue is someone who has a family that loves them, who is a, who is a friend, who works, who maybe writes music or poetry, um, who has interests. They're a person first and foremost, and it's not their addiction that sh they should be defined by or, or a label that they should carry, just to, to look beyond that, but also look at the underlying issues. Another issue Petra brings up with the students is her strong support for harm reduction measures as a way to engage with and help addicts. In medicine and in social service, we want to base our practice on evidence. But when it comes to addictions treatment, it seems like a lot of the practice is based on morals. So I want to present to them the evidence that points in the direction of harm reduction, which are all kinds of measures that keep the person safe and, and essentially alive while they are engaging in a harmful activity. So I talk about those to students and explain to them that that is not giving in to drugs, but rather a way of keeping people alive. Realistically, there will always be some people taking drugs for one reason or another. So what we have to do, we have to go in and have to actually give them some real skills to first understand the danger um, that, that comes with certain drugs and also how they can mitigate that danger if they decide against all uh, better knowledge to still engage in the activity. For the students who hear it, Danny's story is an important lesson. And in telling it, Petra helps people do good with the lessons they learn from his life while she grieves for her son. People grieve differently. I'm, I'm by nature a very social person. If something troubles me, I need to speak about it. And, and I felt I had a real need to speak about Danny. Um, the, the problem is that, um, you know, people around you, when you lose a child, they think they don't really want to mention the child to you because it will upset you. Well, the fact is that they can't upset you any more than you already are. And um, you need to 
speak the child's name and have them remembered and have their presence. And by being able to go into classrooms, I can speak his name and I can tell his story and I can create a legacy for him. Actually, a friend of mine put that in a really, really good way. Through your voice, Danny gives a gift to others and leaves a legacy in this way. And that's how I feel about being able to speak about him. Petra says that at some point, she'll need to stop telling the story of Danny's life. I don't think it's something I want to do forever. Um, I th- you go through different stages of grieving, of different stages of living with an experience. I feel grateful when I can speak to them and see how meaningful it is to them, how they absorb the information and I have the feeling that they will take that, but they have learned into their practice and that their practice will be guided by that. And that's just, yeah, too great an opportunity to to miss out on. So fentanyl right now is a drug that gives us um, a lot of problems and a lot of a lot of suffering and we're losing a lot of lives too. We have to gear our strategies to a co- comprehensive approach to dealing with mental health and addiction and one that uh, also focuses on, uh, uh, yeah, on prevention and education and intervention at a really early level. So that is, that is my hope, that we reach a point where we lower the numbers, not just by dealing with the extreme risks, but we lower the numbers by giving people better tools and, and more help. Clock Radio is a production of McEwen University. Special thanks to Petra Schultz. Alumnus Doug Hoyer wrote the theme music. Parts of the episode were recorded at the Edmonton Public Library Makerspace. The episode was produced by Tyler Butler. Personal learning experiences can be very effective in the classroom. People like Len Rhodes are sharing their personal stories to make a point. Just recently, I've come out and shared my personal story growing up in a household with domestic violence. And I've got to tell you, it's just two months ago that I came out with that. It took me 51 years to come out. To bring real change, I've got to talk about it. Read more at mcewen.ca slash personal stories. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend. We'll be back this fall with new episodes.